Good morning, everyone. Happy Chag Pesach Sheni. The Pesach tells us in this coming week's parasha that one of the uh, physical deformities, a mum, that uh, renders an animal unfit to be used as a carbon in the base of Mikdash, is if it's umauch v'chasus v'nasuk v'charus, which means it's bruised, crushed, torn, or cut. It's referring, of course, to the genitals. Uh, the reproductive organs of the animal, cannot be brought as a carbon to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, in the base of Mikdash, and in all your lands you should not do this, because it's uh, destructive uh, to the animal and preventing its ability uh, from reproducing. So the uh, Sifra comments on that Pasuk, I only uh, see from the Pasuk that you cannot uh, use this animal as a carbon in the base of Mikdash. It's disqualified as a carbon. How do you know you shouldn't do this in general to the animal? The Pasuk concludes, You should not do this uh, to the animal. Not only is it disqualified as a carbon, you just shouldn't do it. And the Pasuk continues, I'm sorry, the Sifra continues, I only know that this refers to animals that are going, you know, potential candidates as a carbon. Uh, I'm sorry, in the other behema, chayav oif minayin. How do you know this? It includes a chayin and oif. Tamaloyma ba'artzachem. All the animals that are found in your land, not only behemas, but even chayas and oifes. Minayin ach ba'adam. How do you know that this includes even a human being? Tamaloyma uvachem. Because the pasuk says ba'artzachem lo isasu. Also, you shouldn't do it uh, for, to a human being either. And then minayin shenekevas besiras. How do you know that this even includes uh, the female? Of course, the pasuk is referring to the male genitalia. How do you know and the male reproductive organs? How do you know that this applies to females as well? The female of every species, the human being, and the animals as well. Tamaloymar kimash chasem bohem mumbam because it's destructive to the animal and of course it removes its ability to reproduce. Rabbi Yehuda Omer bohem ein nekevas besiras. That this uh, pasuk says kimash chasem bohem. It's in them. And that uh, comes to exclude women, the female of the species. Why is uh, you know, the females excluded? Why are they any different than the males? Obviously, the Pasuk is addressing the males. Tanakama said, The Pasuk continues, it's destructive to the species. So why shouldn't this include females as well? So the Vilna Goyen explains, and many others as well, uh, that it's because the female reproductive organs are internal. It's uh, inside. It wouldn't render the animal unfit to be used as a carbon in the base of Mikdash because it's, uh, the, the, the deformity or the, uh, the mutilation is taking place inside. And that wouldn't disqualify the animal as a carbon. So, so too, it, it's not prohibited uh, in terms of the issue of cirrus of uh, physically removing uh, the reproductive organs or altering them or mutilating them uh, either. It's different than the male of the species where the uh, reproductive organs are on the outside. Here, external, here they are internal, and therefore um, it, perhaps it's not uh, included because it's not, it wouldn't be a moon for carbon, therefore it's not included in the Isser of Cirrus uh, uh, either. The Sifra seems to imply, uh, it states almost explicitly, that according to Yehuda, ain't a cavus besirus, and that they're not including the Isser of Cirrus at all, but that it's, uh, the implication is that it would in fact be permitted. Um, to remove or to mutilate the reproductive organs uh, of the female uh, of the species. However, the Tosefta and Mesechtas Makis, culture Yehuda with somewhat different formulation, Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Mesaris Zecharim Chayev, Masris Nekevas Potter, that you're exempt from liability. And of course, the implication of Potter is Potter Avalaser. Yeah, you're, you're exempt from liability, but still it's Asmid or it's should, something that should not be done. 
And the Rambam paskins like uh, Rabbi Yehuda. Hamasaris is in a cave, bein ba'ad and bein b'shar. Meaning Potter, the Tanakam would say, you know, it's the Raisa. The Rambam says Potter. So Magamishna says it sounds like from the Rambam about Isura Ika that it does not pass like the Tanakam. It's passing like Rabbi Yehuda that it's not, uh, you know, also Raisa male to to uh, be Masaris, the male of the species with the reproductive organs on the outside of the body. It's external. That's what the Pesach is referring to. It's not referring to Nekevis. Reproductive uh, organs are internal. It's a Mum but it is uh, nonetheless also Midrabana. However, and that seems to be the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch as well. Shulchan Aruch and Eben Ezra, Simen Hei, Sif writes, also the Hafsid Eivrei Hazera, one is not allowed to destroy the reproductive organs, Bein Ba'odam, Bein Be'behem, Achai Ve'oif, not only human beings, but uh, animals, Chais and Oifes as well, Va'afiwa Mesaris, Acha Mesaris, we'll get to in a second. Um, and then the Shulchan Aruch concludes in the second line, HaMesaris is in a keva, Bein Ba'odam, Bein Be'shar, meaning Pato Avalaser. But with regards to the female, uh, species of animals or female human beings, um, it would not be, uh, one would not have that same liability, rather it would be Potter. But nonetheless, it is Osir. It's, uh, there's no liability, no Malchus, but it would be Osir Midrabanan. So that's the opinion of the Magamish, that seems to be the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, and I would say Roiv HaRishonim, that uh, there's no Isim Midraisa to be Messiah in the cave of the female <coughs> species, but it would be Osir Midrabanan. The Bir Hagra and Shulchan Aruch understood uh, the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch uh, differently. He, the Quran understands the Shulchan Aruch is passing like the Tanakama, that it's also midday raisa, perish kitanakama. So then why is there no Malchus? Why is it Potter? If a person is Messiah, is a Zachar, the male of the species is Malchus. How come when you're Messiah in the Keva, remove the, you know, remove the reproductive organs, then there's no uh, Malchus? It's because it's not learned out of the Loisase in the Pasuk, it's learned out of a different, uh, separate part of the Pasuk. Kimash Chasem Bohem Mumbam. So since it's derived from a different part of the Pasuk, not from the Loisase of the Pasuk, uh, not from Uva Artsachem Loisasu, where the Isser being Messiris is Zachar, the male is learned from. It's rather derived from a different part of the Pasuk, where the Loisase is not formulated as a Loisase, Uva Artsachem Loisasu, that incurs the penalty of Malchus. Here it's Kimashka Semba and Mumbam. You're destroying the species. So since it's not formulated as a Loisase, as a Loisase, there's no, there's no Malchus. But the Biragro claims, the be Messiris in the Keva, uh, is in fact an Easter Midarai, so the Shulchan Aruch is passing like the Tanakama. The Taz has a third perspective here, uh, where he goes to the other extreme. Again, the Maga Mishnah felt it was, uh, um, there's no, it's not also Midarai, so it's not in the Keva, but it is also Midarabanan. The Gura felt it's also Midarai, so, but there's no Malchus, the Taz goes to the other extreme. The Taz says he doesn't think that um, it's also at all. Look at the, tais, uh, the not that the Taisefta, the Taisefta said Potter. But if you look back at the Sifra, which we began with, the Sifra says in the name of Rabbi Yehuda on the fourth line, Ein Nikavis Besirus. That implies that there's no Easter at all. Not that it's also Pater of Allah. So yes, that's what the Tesefta says. But the Taz feels we should prefer the language, the formulation of the Sifra. That Ein Nikavis Besirus. The Pasha not included in the Easter at all because they don't have the, the, the organs. They're not situated in the same place with the male organs. These are internal as opposed to external. And the only reason that the Shulchan Aruch says, Pater of Al-Asr, that one should not remove the reproductive organs of the female, of the species, human beings, is because of Tzar Balechayim, you're causing undue, unnecessary distress to the animal, to the person, and that's uh, prohibited. You're not allowed to cause unnecessary distress uh, to the animal. So it says the Taz over here, Ein Loimar Boheter, Dafil Bebehema Asr Mishum Tzar Balechayim. So he says uh, that uh, over here it's only prohibited because of Tzar Balechayim. So there's three opinions with regards to Sirius Benoshim. 
the opinion of it was Machlekes Tanoim, the Tanakama held it's Asim Edei Raiser, Behuda held that ain't the Kevis Besiris, it's Potter. So the opinion of the Magad Mishnah is it's Potter of Al Asr, and that seems to be the opinion of Shulchan Aruch, Rav Arishayim, that it's not Asim Edei Raiser, it's Asim Edei Rabbanan, because the the uh, not the same Isra of Sirus as applies to males. Here the organs are internal as opposed to external. And the uh, opinion of the Gra, though, is that we should pass like the Tanakama, that this is not Asim Edei Rabbanan, it's in fact Asim Edei Raiser, there's no Malchus because it's from a separate part of the Pasuk, which is not formulated as a Loisese. And the uh, Taz field goes the other extreme. They know we're only dealing with Tsar Balechayim. Um, so we pass on Kabi Huda, Ainakavis Basiris, and not only is it Pater of Allah, it's not even Asim Rabbanon that are uh, not included at all. The only reason it shouldn't be done is because it caused unnecessary distress to the animal. So according to the Taz, uh, the big nafkamina lomaisa. According to the Taz, one could uh, perform a Sirus on an animal, human being, as long as it's for a constructive purpose. Any constructive purpose is no longer a violation of Tzav Balechaim. If you're doing something for, if you're doing it unnecessarily, so that's Tzav Balechaim. If you're doing it for a constructive purpose, uh, so then that is allowed. So according to the Taz, Sirus could be done on animals, human beings, as long as it's done for any constructive purpose, which wouldn't be included in Tzav Balechaim. According uh, to the uh, to the Rav Arishayim, the Magid Mishnah, it seems to be the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch that it's uh, not Tzav uh, It's uh, We're dealing with a real Isim Midarabonin of Sirius Benashim. They're not included in the Isim Raisa because the reproductive organs are internal, not external. But it is still Isim Midarabonin. Um, we pass in like Rabbi Yehuda. So then um, we would have the rules of a regular Isim Midarabonin. So if a person is, let's say, uh, if it's for a constructive purpose, uh, but there's no, uh, you're not relieving any kind of suffering, it wouldn't be allowed. But if you're relieving a suffering... Um, in the animal, of course, in the human being as well, uh, where the person would have, let's say, have the stats of a chayla she'imbo sarkana. He can't function normally, he can't do his normal activities, and uh, so he's suffering, he's sick, but he's not deathly ill, his life is not in danger. One, uh, generally speaking, let's say on Shabbos, he won't be allowed to violate an Yisimidur Abbanon for a chayla she'imbo sarkana. So, arguably, uh, one could violate this same Easter of Sirus, uh, which is only us, according to the Magamisha, as long as it's for someone who's suffering and is not able to function in the way uh, they normally do. Uh, who's a person, he's literally or figuratively lying in bed, meaning he can't do what he normally does. So then one would be allowed to violate the Isser of, uh, of Sirus Benashim to relieve uh, suffering or distress. The, uh, according to the Vilna Gain, though, that we're dealing with an Isser so just there's no Malchus because it's learned out of a different part of the Pasuk, so then in order to violate, uh, in order to perform serious benotion, to remove the reproductive organs of the female uh, human being or of a species, it would have to be uh, in a life-threatening uh, situation. It would have to be a situation of pikuach nefesh in order to allow it. So uh, generally speaking, uh, you know, why shouldn't we be chayshesh for the opinion of the Vilna Gaon that we're dealing with uh, an Iser Midei uh, Raisa? However, um, many Paisim Ramesh has, has two tubas about this, more than two, but two areas where he deals with it, uh, in the first Chub and Chayel Kalf of Eben Ezer, he's pretty machmer. He's chayshish for the opinion of the Vilna Gain and uh, a woman, uh, you know, that we when either Isim Midar Raisa could only be allowed in a situation of Pikuach Nefesh. But in the later volumes of the Igros Meish and Chayel Dada Eben Ezer, he clarifies his position further. And uh, after he clarifies his position, it's more similar to that of the Tzitzli Ezer or Bavadi Yosef. And that is that if we're dealing with a situation which is not uh, as uncommon as one might believe of a woman who, let's say, is a sarkonis nefashis for her to become pregnant, either physically, she just, uh, you know, it would be dangerous for her to become pregnant, or uh, she has some sort of mental illness, 
where it could become dangerous, uh, you know, suffering severe postpartum, other things, it could be very dangerous for her to become pregnant. The doctor feels that's a seconus nefoshis. Um, and for whatever reason, the other methods of contraception are not available to her. They just, uh, they don't work uh, to allow her to be permitted to her husband. So uh, all of the Paiskim, uh, Ramaisha, later on, in the later Chuvas and Tzitzelias and Rabbi Yosef have allowed uh, in those uh, kinds of situations, if contraception is available, uh, so then why should one, uh, you know, why should one run to the uh, removing of the reproductive organs, which uh, runs into a potential Isser Sirus, according to Vilna Goyen Midei But in this kind of a difficult situation, where the met- other methods of contraception are not available to her, um, and would become Pikuach Nefesh for her to become pregnant, or dangerous for her, so then uh, the Tzitzeliyaz, or Ravadi, or even Ramosha, uh, were willing to be Saimech on the Magin Mishnah, Saimech on the Rov HaRishayinim, that were only dealing with the Nisim Midrabanan, and we could allow uh, a woman to undergo uh, one of these procedures that will uh, remove or alter uh, the reproductive organs and will, not, uh, and will uh, prevent her from being able uh, to become pregnant. Because uh, since uh, her life will become very difficult, if she's unable to be with her husband, that has the status, rises to the level of a chayla she'en bo at least, and uh, will seriously affect uh, her life and her ability to function normally as she would like. And that uh, can be allowed uh, in that kind, of, that kind of situation. We could violate an even though you know, it's not medically necessary uh, for, for her to remove uh, these organs, but since it will enable her to function the way that she would like or normally, uh, so then, and the other methods of contraception are available to her, so then she can, uh, this uh, kind of procedure can be allowed in those, uh, in those circumstances. Ramosha continues <coughs> that even though uh, the Shulchan Aruch, uh, told us that there's an Isra of Sirus Achar Sirus. That comes from the Gemara Masech the Shabbos. Over here, Oishe, we're going to read the whole Gemara Shabbos in one second, but just skipping to the third line, the Gemara quotes the name of Chiyo Bar Abram, Rabbi Yochanan, HaKol Moedim B'Mesaris Achar Mesaris Shuchayv. If one um, um, removes uh, more of the reproductive organs, let's say some have already been removed or damaged, and a uh, person comes and removes uh, even more of them. So, but the person was already sterile before. And now he comes in, you know, unable to you know, reproduce. Now he comes and removes more of the uh, reproductive organs. He's still chayef. Shenamar, because the Pasuk says, Uma'uch v'chasutz, bruised uh, or crushed, nasuk v'charutz, or it's uh, torn off or cut off. So why does the Torah have to give all these examples? You know, we, we got the idea. So, im al-karas chayef, al-nasuk l'kol if it's cut off, so then if it's pulled off, that should be any different. If one pulls off, if one cuts off, that that's also chayef. Even though you're talking about two different parts of the reproductive organs, you already removed one, come to remove the other, uh, that's also chayef, even though the person was already a serous, was already unable uh, to reproduce beforehand, that's still one is, uh, one is chayef. So you're not allowed to remove even more of the reproductive organs, uh, even after some have already been uh, removed initially. However, Ramayza suggests that perhaps... Um, that would not extend to women. Because where is that? To, even though, even according to the Vilna Gain, he says, who we're dealing with an Isra Sirius Midai by women, that we pass them like the Tanakama, that even though women's uh, reproductive organs are internal, they're still included in the Isra of Sirius, they're into, included from a different part of the Pasuk. Even the Tanakama agrees to that. That's why there's no Malchus, even according to the Tanakama, because it's not derived from the Pasuk. <speaking in Hebrew> you shouldn't do it. It's the, included from the end of the Pasuk. Kimash Chasem Bohem Mumbam. So say, therefore, since it's not uh, part of the first half of the Pasuk, which is all of the examples, Ma'och v'chasuz v'nasuk v'charus, um, it's rather included from another part of the Pasuk, where Moshe claims that this, uh, that this uh, you know, part of the Isra of Sirus, 
that it applies even to sirus, achar sirus, removing a secondary, removing, you know, going back, removing more organs, that wouldn't apply to a woman. So if they're doing, let's say, uh, one of these procedures to remove the reproductive organs in, uh, you know, whatever situation, you know, allows it, and sometimes let's say they're removing uh, the hysterectomy and they have to remove the uterus. So many times it's just a protocol, they remove at the same time fallopian tubes and uh, ovaries also at the same time. So Moshe writes in the Gris Moshe that that's not a problem of sirus achar sirus. Even though by uh, male, there would be a problem to remove more, even after you've removed one, uh, if it's unnecessary, so then uh, it's not, that itself is not justified, wouldn't be allowed. But by a woman, uh, since it's derived, even according to the Gra, he says, that it's, uh, we pass like the Tanakama, that dealing with an Isim it's derived from a different part of the Pasuk, that part of the Isim would certainly not apply uh, to women. Uh, the Isim of Sirus Achar Sirus, so even if it's a matter of uh, protocol the doctors recommend, it's not necessarily medically necessary, there's no, certainly, uh, it's not uh, dangerous for her to leave them in, but if that's, uh, they were, she would like to remove them at the same time, Moshe claims that that, uh, that should be permitted. There's no Isra of Sirus Achar Sirus Benoshim. So the Isra of Sirus, of course, applies to the male of the species, the Isra Midday Raisa, even Sirus Achar Sirus, and it applies uh, to women, according to Vilna Gain Midday Raisa, according, in which case you'd have to require Pikuach Nefesh to allow it, according to the Maga Mishnah, Rov HaRishonim, and the way we pass in Mishasa, you know, in a difficult situation, we're dealing with an Isa Midarabanan, uh, which would be allowed for a Chayla Sheinbos kind of person who's uh, suffering, uh, and according to the Taz, we're only dealing with an Isa of Tzar Balechaim with regards to women. But it is prohibited uh, for a woman to do it gratuitously, of course, to re- remove, disable the reproductive organs. And that's why the Gemara Masech the Shabbos presents with the somewhat uh, um, a difficulty that has to be resolved. The Gemara tells us in the Sefer Shabbos over here, Kuf Yudam Abeis, that Li Yarkona, Li Yarkona is derived from the word yer, uh, Yarok, which means a person is uh, jaundiced. A little yellow. So Tarin B'Shichra Umeyakir. What do you do for to treat jaundice? Which I think the Gemara is assuming was not um, a Pikuach Nefesh. So the Gemara says you soak certain ingredients or, or spices in Shichra and beer, and you drink it. But a side effect of that was Umeyakir. Person would be uh, would be um, as, uh, would, it would induce sterility. Umi shari, is that allowed? Vatan eminayim lesiris ba'adam shuaser. How do you know that one is not allowed to be misares a human being? Tamalayim va'artzachem loisasu bachem loisasu. That you're not allowed to do this to yourself va'artzachem bachem in yourselves as well. You're not allowed to. Um, to uh, remove the reproductive organs or disable them. So how is this allowed? Mm-hmm. So the Gemara first suggests, That's only where that's your intention. Here your intention is to heal the uh, Yarkona, the Jaundice. If a person wants to be Masaris, a uh, rooster, what you should do is remove the crown. And then it will no longer mate. And that's allowed. So you see, if you're um, being Masaris, the animal, having a mind, uh, you know, for some other reason, then it's allowed. So over here, too, your intention is to, um, to heal the Arcona, to heal the Jaundice, and the fact that the person is rendered sterile as a result and induced sterility, that's, uh, that's not my concern. So I'm Ravashi, Ramas Rucha, who denoculate? No, that's not because the animal is sterile. The animal is not, you haven't uh, changed the reproductive organs of the animal at all. It's because, Ella, I'm sorry, that's because it, it loses its uh, confidence. The, the, the females don't want to mate with it because it doesn't have the red uh, crown or crop on top of its head. So that's why it's allowed. 
but that's not, because you're not being Messiah's the animal at all. You're creating circumstances where the other animals won't want to mate with it. That's no different than putting it in a cage by itself. That's, of course, not an Israel So you're isolating the animal uh, socially, but not because uh, you're inducing a Sirus. So even over here, even though your Kavana is not uh, for, to, uh, to, uh, to inhibit uh, the person from reproducing, your Kavana is to heal the jaundice. If that's a side effect, an inevitable side effect, it would still be prohibited. So Mark says, you're right. So must be we're discussing Elabasaurus. Must be we're discussing a human being, the, the drawn this patient, who's already sterile. But still, the Gemara says, it's still prohibited because we just read the Gemara. There's an issue of Cirrus, Acha Cirrus. Even if the person already uh, has, uh, you know, missing part of his reproductive organs, he can't remove the rest. So, so what we're doing with the Cirrus? Again, we're stuck with this problem, the dilemma. How did the Gemara allow a person to treat this Yarkona where an inevitable result, even though it's not your intention, is you're going to uh, induce sterility? So Gemara concludes at the end of the fourth line, Ella must be, Ella be Isha, must be, we're discussing a woman. A woman, and that can be allowed, clearly the Gemara is assuming, like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, that uh, Enosh and Basirus, and therefore, it can be allowed in this uh, kind of situation. Rabbi Yechon and Ben Baraika, Da'amar al-Shneim Hu'aymer, what about according to Rabbi Yechon and Ben Baraika, who says that women are included in Pruvu, his opinion is women are obligated in that mitzvah as well. She's going to prevent herself from being able to fulfill Pruvu. We're talking about a woman who's no longer able to conceive, or she was never able to conceive in the first place, and therefore she's able to take this medication, which will, uh, which will uh, you know, render her unable uh, to have children. So this Gemara seems to imply that a person can take a medication, a woman can take a medication, I'm sorry, a man can't, but a woman can take a medication that will render her unable to have children. What's known as a kaisho ikrin, either because it's made from spices, ikrin, or it's, uh, because it renders a person unable to have children like an okar. Uh, he's sterile. So this is actually how it's passing the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch passes over here. Simon Hain or Evan Ezra Sifiyud Beis. Hamash ke kaisho ikrin la'adam l'shav al'chaim k'day l'sarso ha'reza aser. A male is not allowed to drink a medication which will uh, cause a sterility even though it's not his intention, if that's an inevitable result, it would be prohibited. But a woman is allowed to take a medication that will cause her to become unable to have children. It's permitted. So the problem is, the Shulchan Aruch just told us in the Sif before that to be Masaris and Isha is not permitted. It's Pater of Al-Asr. So if one is not allowed to remove the reproductive organs of a woman to be Masaris, her, why is a woman allowed, as the Gemara told us in Masaris the Shabbos, even according to Yehuda? Even if the Shulchan Aruch is passing like, like Rabbi Huda, he certainly is passing like the Tanakhama. The one is not like the Grot told us. The one is not allowed to be Masaris and Yishim and Dairai. So how could the Shulchan Aruch say in the next Sif that a woman is allowed to drink a Kaishalikrim, a medication that will render her unable to have children? So the Beis Shmuel quotes in the name of the Rishayim over here on the second line that clearly there's a difference between a person who actually physically mutilates or removes the reproductive organs. That's prohibited. But to take a medication that will induce sterility or will cause uh, the woman to be unable to have children, that is not included in the Isser of Sirus, at least vis-a-vis women, in regards to women. What is the concern? Why is, you know, what's the, 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 the possible uh, issue with drinking a kaisho ikrim? The only issue is one of puravu. A person will be unable to reproduce, won't be able to fulfill the mitzvah of puravu. However, since we paskin, not like Rabbi Yerushalmi Baraka, the women are not included in the mitzvah of Puravu, a woman with his mutter to drink this kais shalikrim, the medication will cause her to be unable to have children. And that seems to be the uh, obvious uh, implication of the Gemara Masechlis Yavamis. Over here in Samachayam and Beis, the Gemara says, Masechlis Yavamis, Yehudis, debitu de Rebchia, havalot tzaleida. She had difficulty during uh, childbirth. 
This was Yehudis, the daughter of Rabbi Chia. So Shanoi, Mana, she changed her clothing. Ba'asa kamei de Rabbi She dressed up, she concealed herself and came before Rabbi Chia. Amran, she asked, you know, anonymously, is some mifkida a peer of Yerivya? A woman obligated to include and prove who? Amalalai? No, the puzzle says, prove who? Mulus arts of Kivshua. You have to go, you should fill up the land, be fruitful, multiply, and conquer the land. Women are not b'nei kibush, you know, the Gemara says. Women are not conquerors, and therefore they're excluded from Pruvu. So, Asla Ashia Samadar Krasa. So she went and she drank a kaisha liquor, a medication that prevented her from being able to have children. She did this without telling her husband. And then uh, she came home and she told her, you know, the husband found out. So, Amalah Ikul Yalad Sazli Chada Karsana Krisi. He said, I was hoping to have another child. And now this prevented them from being able to do so. But it sounds like from the Gemara, it's permitted for a woman to do so. There is sounds like the, it says in the Achorinim on the Shulchan Aruch, she should really consult her husband. You know, in the times of the Gemara, perhaps, you could have taken another wife. And now times, of course, it's not an option. So he can't have children any other way, except with uh, this one wife. So she should consult her husband before doing so. They should have already fulfilled Puruvu. But if, uh, you know, circumstances allow it, I mean, other concerns, of course, the Mitzvah of Puruvu and contraception, but if circumstances allow it, at least with regards to this of Sirus, it would be permitted for a woman to drink a kaishal ikrim because she's not mutilating or removing the reproductive organs themselves. That's what's prohibited with regards to females. But drinking a kaishal ikrim would just prevent her from having children. It's only an issue of pruvu. And therefore, um, a woman who's not including pruvu would be permitted to drink a kaishal ikrim, assuming she's fulfilled or somehow handled the, the mitzvah of pruvu. The um, Shulchan Aruch says that a man, a male is not allowed to drink. A kaishalikrim. That's why the Gemara Masech the Shabbos never came out, you know, never suggested that the male should be allowed to do it. The Gemara says it's awesome, he's from Sirus. However, the Shulchan Aruch writes, Ve'ain like in alav. Here, even with regards to a man who drinks a kaishalikrim, the Shulchan Aruch over here, Oizvav, states that a man is not allowed to drink a kaishalikrim, kadeh lesarsai. And even if that's not his intention, the Beishmuel says, but it's an inevitable result, a psikreshe that's going to happen. So it's still prohibited, but ain't like in alav. There's no malchus. So already implies that we're dealing only with an isimidrabanan for a man to take a medication that will induce sterility or per, uh, to say, uh, you know, prevent him from being able to father children. That uh, that there's no malchus. It's still us, but there's no malchus. So we're dealing with an isimidrabanan. But what kind of isimidrabanan are we dealing with? So one could have understood this in two ways. Could have understood it as that well, a man is obligated in approval. So even though it's not an isosiros, he should not take kaishal uh, ikrim. Because of Pruvu considerations. And maybe even if he's already fulfilled Pruvu, we're dealing with, uh, you shouldn't do, d- d- disable yourself from being able to pr- perform uh, Pruvu. So if that, and that seems to be the understanding of the Kedusha Ritzvah. Kedusha Ritzvah writes over here, Oishes, that if a man wants to drink a Kaishal Ikrim, not uh, because, he, let's say, he's already fulfilled Pruvu, but here, Hoshari, if he's doing it in order uh, to remove distractions, or the Ritzvah continues, he's already fulfilled Puruvu, V'chash Ganav Shabbatayri wants to spend his time uh, learning and not raising children anymore, so then it would be permitted for him to drink a Kaishal Ikrim um, and render himself unable to father children. Because the whole issue is one of Puruvu, that's why a man shouldn't do it, and uh, that's why the Ritzvah says if he's already satisfied the mitzvah of Puruvu, and you know, just let's say, you know, taking the Puruvu considerations off the table, it would not be an issue of a serious for a man to drink a kaishal ikrim either. So if he's just doing it to remove distractions, or he's such a masmid, he doesn't want it to distract him, uh, you know, wants to focus on Talmud Torah, then Kedusha Ritzvah says it could be allowed. However, one could have understood the Shulchan Aruch uh, differently, and many Achreinim do, that we're dealing, no, with uh, not just Puruvu considerations, 
But perhaps for a man to drink a kaishalikrim is, uh, even though that's not serous deiraisa, serous deiraisa is if one removes or mutilates uh, the reproductive organs themselves, as we mentioned by the woman, that's what's also by woman. But a kaishalikrim is uh, akin, you know, it's not uh, removing the reproductive organs, but it's disabling them. So that perhaps is uh, along the same lines of this serious, albeit not the threshold of Inisa Deirais, and removing or mutilating the reproductive organs, but disabling them, and that's an issue of uh, perhaps serious uh, Midrabanan. So how does that relate to the Ketuba, though? Why? He has obligations of Ono. Right. I, I, he didn't say he was, uh, he, you know... He wants a Lantora and never... He might be, he might be sterile, he not necessarily that he's impotent. The two separate things, maybe one, not the other. But you're right; he has obligations of honor to his wife, also. Of course, that would have to be a consideration. Uh, this is just with regards to the issue of sirus. There are many other considerations, uh, you know, the the pruvu and, of course, the owner consideration uh, as well. Of course, it would play into any practical situation. But but Ramosha suggests that even if we're dealing with an issue of sirus midrabana, not just pruvu considerations. Uh, and that's why he shouldn't drink a kaisalikim. Uh, this is, uh, you know, he's not allowed to remove the reproductive organs from their rights. He's not allowed to disable them either by drinking a kaisalikim or render them, uh, render himself uh, uh, sterile um, to induce sterility by drinking this medication. Or Moshe claims it should be no uh, worse than the isosirus itself. And the isosirus itself only applies to the reproductive organs themselves. But let's say uh, a man is recommended for medical reasons. Um, obviously, if it's pikuach nefesh, everything would be allowed. We're dealing with a regular isur in the Torah, and, you know, uh, which would be allowed. We're not pikuach nefesh, but let's say even if it's not pikuach nefesh, or even if we're dealing with pikuach nefesh, but there are many different uh, therapies that are available to us, and we want to try and minimize isurim uh, as much as possible. So Moses suggests that just like the isur sirus only applies to the reproductive organs themselves, so too this isur sirus midrabanan of drinking a kashalikrim should only apply if the medication disables the reproductive organs. But what if the medication does not disable the reproductive organ? It rather is a hormone suppressant. The reproductive organs are all intact. They can function normally, but there's something that's suppressing a hormone, and therefore that uh, reproductive organs are not triggered in the usual fashion. So Moshe claims that that should never be included uh, in this iser of serious, not midiraisa, and not even midirabonon, which is uh, many uh, practical issues uh, might be addressed by this uh, by this tshuva from Ramosha. Since it doesn't ad- ad- affect the reproductive organs themselves, they're not disabled. But rather, there's a hormone uh, suppressant. So then, Ramosha um, claims should never be including this of serious. And then Ramosha suggests it shouldn't be including this of serious for another reason. And that is because many of these hormone therapies um, that uh, render a man unable to have father children, um, either through impotence or through uh, sterility, are only temporary. You have to keep taking the medication in order to continue the situation, in order to keep suppressing the hormones. So Moshe says if it's something that's only temporary, but if you would stop taking the medication um, so a person's ability to father children would return, so Moshe claims that was ever included in this of serious, this of serious is to permanently uh, remove the reproductive organs or permanently disable the reproductive organs from functioning by using a kaisha likrim. But if it's something that's only temporary, and Moshe claims it was also never included um, in the Isser of serious. However, Amaisa suggests that that's only if it will return on its own. If, let's say, you would perform a uh, procedure like uh, tubal ligation, which could perhaps be undone, Amaisa claims there you need a surgical procedure to undo it that's not going to return on its own. That's a permanent serous, which could then be, uh, which could then be undone through a surgical procedure. So Amaisa claims that that would be included in the Isra of Sirus, but uh, the Tzitzel Yezer, uh, uh, Waldenberg, uh, suggests uh, perhaps not. 
Perhaps the only time there's an issue of shears is if it's permanent, it cannot be undone. But even if there's a surgical procedure that can undo it, maybe, he says, would not be included in this of Sirius. He's only discussing it in the terms, not Mila to allow it, but to the, you know, uh, where there's no other considerations, but in a situation, which we mentioned already, let's say, uh, you know, the life-threatening situation for a woman to become pregnant and uh, the other uh, contraceptive methods are not available to her, so we're going to allow some side of, uh, some kind of surgical procedure uh, to remove the reproductive organs. Maybe this would be the most preferable. Because it's uh, it's something that can be undone even uh, even though it's through a surgical procedure. Okay, but Ramayusha claims that by the hormone therapies as well, since that's something that uh, in many cases can return on its own, uh, even without a surgical procedure, would never be included in the Isra of Sirius uh, to begin with. The Isra of Sirius, as we mentioned, that one can't uh, remove or mutilate the reproductive organs of uh, a human being applies to animals as well. That's what the Pasuk is initially talking about, an animal that can't be brought as a carbon. And then the Pasuk says, So it applies uh, to all animals, uh, to all human beings. Even if a person is not Jewish, if a Jew is not allowed to be Messiah an animal, not allowed to be Messiah any human being, even not Jewish. What about, though, a non-Jew to perform the Sirus? Is a non-Jew uh, prohibited from performing Sirus? So that's a Machlekes HaTanoim, not where a Jew is going to perform it, on a non-Jew, that's certainly prohibited. But a non-Jew to perform the sirus uh, on an animal, or on an animal or human being, is he allowed to do it or not? Not that too many non-Jews are asking shilas, but it will be relevant in a second. So the Brisa has a machlekes hatanarim about this issue. The Gemara Masech the Sanhedrin lists the Sheva Mitzvahs b'nei Noach, and according to Fidka, even sirus is included. A non-Jew is not allowed to be Masaris, an animal or a human being. And that's the opinion of the Tana de Bey Menashe as well. The opinion of the Tana Kama, though, was that's not including the Sheva Mitzvah B'nei Noach. The Sheva Mitzvah B'nei Noach, the ones we know, Dinim, Birchus Hashem, Abed Zergi, Rashi, Yudam, and Gezel, and Eben Menachai. Not Sirus. So to Machlekes HaTanoim is one of the Sheva Mitzvah B'nei Noach, or is including the Sheva Mitzvah B'nei Noach, Sirus as well. Which Mitzvah is the Sheva It's a, an eighth, or maybe one of the other ones is removed. But according to Rav Chitka, this is another one. Is Sirus. Machlagis Tana, he held that B'nai Noach are prohibited from performing Sirus. Other Tanaim, the Tanakama, which is the town of the Bryce, is one we're all familiar with. No, that's not one of the Shevim Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. It's not one of the classical ones, but according to Chidka, it is. And it's a Machlagis, Rishonim had a Paskin. Many Rishonim Paskin like the Chidka, many Rishonim Paskin like the town of the Bryce, that it's not one of the Shevim Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. It's a Machlagis, Rishonim, and it's a Machlagis, we'll see in a second, two opinions in Shochan but either way, there's another issue, though, that plays into this, about whether or not one can ask uh, Nachri to perform uh, Sirus on our behalf, is uh, the issue of Amir al-Nachri. Even if uh, Nachri is not prohibited from performing Sirus uh, independently, uh, we are prohibited from performing Sirus, so therefore are we prohibited from asking Nachri to do it on our behalf? Just like on Shabbos, you can't ask Nachri to turn on the light for you. Um, uh, can you ask Nachri to perform Sirus on your behalf? So the Gemara has this question in Mesechus Bo-Metziah, over here at Sadiya Medalef, is the is of Amir Lenachri local to Shabbos, or does it apply to all these surim in the Torah? Can I tell Anachri, you know, not to muzzle your animal as you're grazing in the, you know, as it's grazing in the field? Can I ask Anachri to do it on my behalf? Do we say me Amrinan ki Amrinan Amir Lenachri shvus hanimil even in Shabbos? I mean, Lenachri is only usher on Shabbos. This is kila. About chasima, this is lavlo. Maybe it doesn't apply to losachim shor b'dishay. Maybe it applies to all of the Yisurim in the Torah. There's an Isra of Amir Lenachri. A Shaila in the Gemara. The Gemara doesn't resolve it, but the Gemara quotes a Brisa. Tashma. It's assumed that we're Machmer, because it's in the Ibai Deloyashita, but the Gemara quotes a Brisa. 
the Shachalei Lavua the Shmuel, they sent the Shachal from Eretz Yisrael to the father of Shmuel. Halan Turi de Ganvin Armoi, they would have Ganovim who were non-Jews who would steal the animals of the Jews. Umegan Chen Yasoin, and they would perform, uh, they would neuter or spade the animals, and spade the animals, and then return it. Mahu is that allowed? So this was clearly a ruse. The Jews were happy that they did this for them. So Shalakhu Harama Savibahu. We all know that this is a ruse. This is a joke. They're doing it for you. The Jews, we have to penalize them and they have to sell the animals. They can't keep it because it was done by uh, So Gmar says, you see from here, Amir and Achri applies to all these sumim in the Torah. If a non-Jew is doing it for me, just like he can't turn a light for me, he can't neuter or spay my animal for me. It's an Isar of Amir and Achri, just like on Shamas. So Amr al-Papa, B'nei Marava, Savri, Lachrevchitka. No! The reason why the B'nei Marava were asking the question is not because they were afraid of Amir and Achri, they asked a question to the Abu of the Shmuel because they held like Reb Chidka, that the Nachrim themselves are not allowed to do this. And their concern was not Amir or the Nachri, that they're doing it for us. Their concern was can we allow them to do this because we're facilitating, enabling them to perform an Aver, which they're not allowed to do. But either way, what emerges from the Gemara is that one is not allowed to have a non-Jew uh, neuter or spay an animal on our behalf either because of um, either because of Amir Nachri or because of Lifnei Iver Loisitei Mirshol. It's un- certainly if one is in the situations we mentioned earlier, where we're going to allow Sirus uh, for a woman who's in a difficult situation, or she can't become pregnant, and available, you know, methods of contraception not available to her, we're going to allow some sort of Sirus. Of course, it'd be preferable to use a Nachri because it's a Machlekes Harishainim, as we'll see in a second, to two opinions of the Gemara, whether Nachrim are themselves liable, included in this uh, Eser, maybe they're not, maybe they are, um, but to do so gratuitously, uh, for no reason, is prohibited for either one of two reasons, either because of Amir or Nachri, or because perhaps Nachrim themselves are prohibited from doing it, and therefore will be Lifnei Ibel or Sitei Mirshol, to ask them to do it on our behalf. So if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, Shulchan Aruch says, uh, in Eben Ezer, again, Sif Yudalid, also, one is not allowed to ask an Akri to um, spay or neuter our animals. If an Akri did it on his own, it's mutter, but he's never going to take our animal and do it without our permission. So if it's a ruse, in Harim, then we penalize you, and uh, you have to sell it to somebody else. The person uh, cannot keep it. What does it mean? Are you allowed to buy an animal? If he does it on his own, what, 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 I can keep the animal. If I go into an animal store and they neuter and spay the animal without me ever getting there, I can keep the animal. Mutter. So if he did it on his own, it's mutter. But the Shulchan Aruch discusses mutter lim kol ha'evdi kachamim behemas v'tani goelim. I can sell them animals. I know he's going to spay and neuter them. I can sell it to him. Why? This opinion, the Ramah is of the opinion, that there's no, uh, the Nachrim themselves are not prohibited from doing Sirus. So there's no Lifnaeva Lashite Mirsho. But the Yesh Oisrim, then the Ramah calls other Rishonim Paskin, not only is it Israel Amir or Nachrim, they can't do it on my behalf, they can't do it either. So if I know he's going to do the Sirus, I can't sell him the animal, even though he's going to do it on his own behalf. I can't sell it to him because I'm facilitating his performance of an Avera, something that's prohibited for him to do. Just like I can't hand the Nachri or Aver Minachai, as we discussed last week, I can't hand the Nachri an animal that I know he's going to perform Sirus. But, says the Ramah, and this relates to something we mentioned last week, Mihu, im ein He himself is not going to do it. He's going to give it to another non-Jew, a second, third party, 
to perform the sirus. Lukuli al mashari. There, I can sell him the animal. Why? So we mentioned last week because even though um, there's an isra with neiver, clearly tenachrim, when it's not allowed to facilitate their performance of an avera, if it's remo- once removed, it's what the Gemara calls in the sentence of Yitzhak, lifne de lifne. Not uh, I'm going to facilitate it directly. I'm a wholesaler, and I'm going to sell every minachai to a retailer, and that retailer will then sell it to the consumer who's a nachri. It's once removed, then uh, you can't call me a participant in the avera, and that can be allowed at least with regards to nachrim. Not allowed for Jews for other reasons, but it is allowed for nachrim lifne to lifne if it's twice removed. So over here, since I'm not directly facilitating the avera, I'm selling it to a nachri who's then going to bring it to a, um, a veterinarian who's a Nakri also, and he's going to be Messiris the animal, um, then it can be allowed. Now, that situation is talking about if the animal belongs to the Nakri. What about if I plan on buying it back after I sell it to the Nakri, he's going to give it to the veterinarian to be Messiris, and he's only doing this because he's doing it for me because I plan to buy it back. So that's a little bit of a haroma. Nonetheless, the Paiskim already in the 1700s allowed this for farm animals, Many continue to allow this even for domesticated pets, is that if you have to be spay or neuter the animal, it should not be done by you directly. You can't ask a nachri to do it on your behalf. Either you can't bring it to a veterinarian, but if you sell it to a nachri, like Mechir Eschomitz, and then the nachri will bring it to another nachri, who's a veterinarian, to spay or neuter the animal, uh, many Paiskim are lenient, other Paiskim are a little more hesitant, because it's not really the same as the Shulchan Arach. Here, you're going to buy it back. Um, but it's just uh, the same hesitations many have with regards to Mechiris Chametz on Pesach, which is Aram. So, but uh, there is room to be lenient uh, for those who, who have domesticated pets who need to be spayed or neutered. The best way to go about it is to uh, sell it to a Nachri, and that Nachri will then bring it to a, a, a non-Jew veterinarian who will spay or neuter it. The best would be is if there would be a medication that, you know, like a Kaishal Ikrim for dogs. Because the Kaishal Ikrim we mentioned might only be Peruvu considerations. But I don't think they have such a thing. Uh, do they? I don't no. think. No. That would be the best, but there is no such thing. Yeah. That would be the best. I think that's a common practice in most animals today. Is so, and, and maybe chemical like castration? Yeah. Really? There is such a thing? There's a, there's a if that if there would be, that's ideal because yeah. that's only we mentioned provu considerations, no provu the animal. But you can also be attached something else. Maybe it's shrus the shrus. Like because if you're not actually, let's say they don't have it right now, and it's only so the rabbana that makes it. Oh, with the kaishalikrim. Yeah. Yeah, and it could be kaish just like women are not including kaishalikrim. It's all we mentioned. It might only be because of pervu. Yeah, and even if it's not to be the rabbanan, I mean, yeah, shvus to shvus. Yeah, but if there is such a thing, I, I'm, 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 not, I'm not sure there is Something common practice. Give, uh, I think, uh, and, uh, so it, it, it changes the smell as they sold uh, the male dog. It's like the gemara says with the rooster. You're socially isolating the animal. Yeah, but this is by taking the I think the spaying and neutering of the animal also reduces the aggressive uh, nature of the animal. Am I wrong? I think that's why they do it. So what if you are a firm doctor and a guy comes to you... You can't be a veterinarian. Very difficult to be a veterinarian. You can't be a veterinarian. Spay or neuter his animal? No. A vasectomy or... A vasectomy, right. Are you allowed to do it in a nochri? They're doing this now in Staten Island. If there's no other considerations, then is there, uh, uh, even if it can be undone, even if it can be undone with a surgical procedure, many, most places can feel that that's, uh, that that's, uh, that's not temporary. You really probably refer to another, somebody else, yeah. They're trying to control the deer in Staten Island by doing this, 
by spaying the male deer, yeah. and it has apparently worked. Why are they trying to do it? It's because otherwise they're going to they die from starvation. Okay. There's not enough uh, vegetation there to, and they get hit by cars, and it was of course a lot Terrible. of other problems. So they're doing this now um, as a, you know. But they're not asking us about it. <laughs> That's fine. As long as they, they didn't ask the rabbis for it. But they're here. They, you want the animals. You want pets. That's the problem. Uh, what about rats? You lost All animals are included. All right. It's a case for using uh, not really a kind of knowledge now, right?